from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company, only on ESPN Las Vegas. Just a bit as we're getting ready for UNLV at Air Force. Game is tonight, about 8:10 tip, 9 o'clock local time, mountain time. It is the last game of the day around the country, which uh, I don't think the folks in Colorado Springs and the Mountain Territory, uh, Mountain Time Zone, are too happy about these late starts. But TV exposure is. Uh, premium and uh, frankly what's the difference there's going to be 400 people uh, inside clune arena so uh, why fight him on it uh cofield and company here on this wednesday we've got to come out of the gates and mention we've uh, got this great contest we're doing all throughout march we're giving away 2024 dollars 2024 get it you can win a jackpot that's every day we're giving away 2024 dollars and all you got to do is listen now or if um, you're sneaky look around our social media because uh, maybe someone posted the code word of the day. We give out a different word every day. That means another 2024 goes out every day right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You can also get the code on Raider Nation Radio 920 and uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You want to text in the secret code of the day by 5 o'clock. So basically it runs between 7A and 5P. So before we are out of here, we'll give out the code a couple more times. But the code word is Sinatra. You text 364-1100-364-1100, code word Sinatra, and you are in. You can only text in once a day, but you have a chance each and every day to win $2,024. All right, Tamon, what's going on, buddy? Uh, none much, Steve. I'm fired up today. I mean, uh, the snack room is back inside of the Lotus Studio, so <laughs> oh that's, something to, that's something to smile let's about. Not, let's not do it. Oh let's boy. not do it. Oh, we we have it. some time later on. We can do it, but let's not do it. Please. Well, were you here when it was most a thing before? Oh, yeah, I used to no. run up a tab. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can't do it. Can't but do it. Can't do it. Let's run live. Run live. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get suckered in. Um, but it is good material for tomorrow when Damon and I will be uh, hanging out at Circa. At least I will as we'll be at Stadium Swim. All right, Adam, let's set this up. Uh, we got a really you know, weird spot here for UNLV. They're coming off a rivalry loss, and now they go to Air Force. They lost the first matchup to Air Force by 32 points. They've actually lost five straight in Clune Arena, but they are a five-and-a-half, five-point favorite. This has generally been a house of horrors. Yeah, and a matchup of horrors, really. I mean, not, not well, just the funny thing house. is, going back years and years and years, UNLV's 42-13 and 13 in this rivalry, but of late, with the most recent coaches, they've had a tough time up here. Yeah, no question. And, and the style, obviously, is a, is a big one. And um, Air Force just hasn't been good at all. And then you saw what happened – Last time they played. And so UNLV is a better team. They should win. They should have no problems. They should have no issues. But we also saw what happened last time they stepped on the court together. Yeah, 90-58. to 58. They've had a game up here where they lost a few years ago, 2019, 106-88. Uh, and now we've got Bootgate. Are you guys all over Bootgate? Where's Alex Wright? <laughs> I'm all over it, Steve, and – Fake journalists like yourself don't try to hop on the story too late. We all know who had the scoop first. I know. Uh, we're not mentioning this person because we don't punch down. Um, and the story is so ridiculous. So someone tweeted out last night, before Mike Romal and Steve Cofield report the DJ injury, just know that I saw it first. I brought the real fans the real news. Um, it was a picture that he pulled from the Running Rebels up on Twitter, the official account that will send out videos and photos, Adam, 
of the Runner Rebels, and what they caught was DJ Thomas in a walking boot on his left foot walking to the airplane. Now, I'll give you a couple of things. Uh, one, you uh, didn't see it first because I was standing four feet from DJ Thomas when the picture was taken because I fly with the team 75% of the time. A lot of times I will go ahead of the team make sure I'm here nice and early. Uh, two, the breaking news is really that DJ Thomas has been wearing the boot on his foot on and off for the latter two-thirds of the season. So, like you, Adam, we see things sometimes around the organizations that we cover that will not be reported. So you're a team shield. No, that's not exactly it, because I think people will react to it like that. But, no, there are injuries all the time, and there are preventative measures taken for injuries. Everything is not reported. Adam, am I wrong on this? No, that's 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 true. And, you know, it, it obviously is different. Your situation is different, if, you know, because of where you are. Like, if, if a person sees a photo, they can just say, hey, look, I see this boot. Well, what does it really mean? They don't know. They can just say they, right. they saw it. Um, and, you, you know, as you said, you can't – there's been other people that have reported things that flew with the team, and it was a problem because it should be. Uh, Chris Matthews from Sports 8 – Hey, News Now, at Sports 8 up on Twitter, said, isn't that a boot on Dedon's foot? And uh, kind of a cringy face. <laughs> it, it was a boot on his foot, but as I'm telling you, he has worn the boot on and off all season. Actually, if you were in the arena after the game, after the Reno game, which, you know, there's always some fans who watch the postgame show, he came out in a boot that night. Um, I liken this to the UNLV football team throughout the week there may be a preventative boot on several of the players if they're nursing an ankle that hasn't recovered for weeks and weeks and weeks. You do it yeah. just to be careful. It's, it's, an, it's an athletic thing. It's not just UNLV yes. football or basketball. It's, it's what happens in athletics all the time, and that's what you know reporters do is get to the bottom of it, and if it's a story, then you talk about it. If it's not, then you don't. Yeah. Um, my ESPN bet is in for today. I told you because in Nevada, ESPN bet is not licensed yet. When I come to Colorado, I can use ESPN Bet, and I, I like the offers. So I actually did put in the bet that I mentioned yesterday. The L. Duncan special is available to all players in Colorado. It is Luis Suarez and Messi. Isn't that game starting up here in like a – no, it's in, in two hours. Okay. Uh, we should know. I know Suarez sure actually signed with them. I guess he signed back in sure. December. So, I'm yeah, the, the – uh, the prop that you could play was over uh, one and a half goals. I took over plus 175. Big night from the some of the new guys. Not that Messi's brand new, but Suarez is. I'm going over. L. Duncan special. I'm in. I was going to say, I'm sure you bet it, so you should know uh, when it is. Tonight, 8 p.m., Real Salt Lake at Inter-Miami, for sure. Uh, not a great sign that they're actually playing this game because the good teams are in the CONCACAF Champions League right now. Uh, so... <laughs> Not great for yeah. for Miami. They are the favorites by far uh, to win the MLS Cup, as they are showing right now on ESPN Bet over uh, Columbus and the and LAFC also. So, uh, yeah, I, I think look, it's it's going to be I think a pretty wild season for Miami, and uh, I think a lot of people are very excited. And is is that is a breakdown now of the bets or because on ESPN right now they're doing a full a full advance of the game. I think they're doing a breakdown of ESPN bets, so good for you. They're all over they your bet. I saw it earlier in the day on SportsCenter. I don't think it made it on first take, which we'll have a reaction to first take in a little bit. Was that um, L. Duncan that just, hold on, was, was that L. Duncan that just threw to the – Yes, she is the anchor that's on 
What, what are we now. doing? L. Duncan special. <laughs> okay, we, gotta, okay. we gotta drum up business here, man. Okay. What are we doing? This is it's wild. Like, what who, we, who else would you get your bets from other than the person that you're watching lead Sports Center? People that aren't associated with it at all. So it's it's, it's a benefit she, of the company. You think she's given out a play. You took the L. Duncan special. Of course she is. She's going to be watching that game closer than anybody. Sure, and wanting you to lose. Why would she? Can do you that? bet the no? Um, you know, I got to look into that because I only saw the over offered on the front page. Of course. So, so I just took the over. This is, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I like Luis Suarez, and he's very aggressive with the biting. True. I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable with all. Of all of Are you? This. Yes. Have we now crossed the line? Yeah, Adam. Why would they want us to lose? They own the company. They win if you lose. Do you think they're in her earpiece and they're like, we have more money on the yes, you but you know, please, we need the no. Start chilling for the no. Well, there's not a no offered. They also reported that he's fully healed from his groin injury. So, Steve, I'm feeling good about that <laughs> yeah, bet you made. He's fully healed. Oh, you're good to I go. I actually did look in his bet a little bit earlier. The coach said that Messi is available for 90 minutes if needed. Oh, well, good. So That's if they race wonderful. out to a three nothing lead, and Suarez and Messi haven't combined for a goal and a half. Messi gets pulled, and all we have is Suarez. Again, and maybe he gets pulled early. I'm, I'm joke. I don't think L. Duncan has any influence over what happens in the game, and that, that's fine. It's the, it's the, it's the look. And look, we've seen this happen before, right? It happened that's with, with the, you know, the sponsored content sports books off, you know, with their own programming, who needed a certain bet and reported something different, allegedly, on the air to drum up interest on the other side because their book needed to be balanced. Like that that's what's not cool. And in this case ESPN is totally different. I mean, I think their operations are different, so it's kind of more of a joke, but it wasn't in the other case. And like these content creating companies being in bed with sports books and having their bottom line determined by the bets is not healthy. I'm trying to find you the yes no because I clicked on two different options for this bet and I don't see the no offered. But I'll get you an update. I just went with the yes. I like L. Duncan. Uh, Damon, what would you do if you won a bet right now in faraway places, the odds on where Josh Jacobs will land, former Raiders running back who will be a free agent, Chargers 4-1, to Ravens 5-1, to Texans 6-1, to Cowboys 8-1, to Giants 8-1, to Packers and Vikings 10-1. to Call me crazy, Steve, but I like the Cowboys there. Yeah, Adam. Chargers make sense because they're not. They're definitely not going to have Eckler, and you know that Harbaugh wants a running back. Although I do think he's going to draft Blake Corum, so that's kind of different. Um, man, Titans? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We're, they are good on. They got. They got Spears. Yeah, they're good on running backs. It's tough. You let Derrick Henry walk out that door, you don't follow him up with Josh Jacobs. Well, they got Spears anyway. I mean, that's yeah. who they're going to go to. But I, I just – I feel like it's so tough, especially in the – I mean, it's tough in all the markets. But until you see who somebody follows on Instagram, you don't really know. Um, I, I feel like in, in this case, for running backs, who's going to invest in one? Like, that's what you have to try to look at. And I think the Chargers make – like, if anybody's going to invest, even though they don't have money right now, right. if anybody's going to actually invest in a running back – I think it's Jim Harbaugh and, and Roman and, and what they want to do there. I agree. He's going to get a bell cow, and he's not going to go with running back by committee, I don't think. 
I don't think. And it's not going to be Austin Eckler because he's not really a bell cow. He's a very good player, but he's more of a, you know, 75 reception guy and, uh, I don't know, 200 carry guy. So that will be a nightmare if Josh Jacobs goes and is, uh, again, a top three running back from a yardage standpoint, production standpoint, right down the road in the division. Will it not? Come on. Are you upset about this? He's got the Raider logo tattooed on him, Steve. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that to Raider Nation. <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and nip this in the bud right now. Oh, no. Why did you do that? Not a good move at all. Uh, Coming up next, let's get into the preview. A little more of uh, UNLV at Air Force here in Colorado Springs is Curtis Terry, the voice of the Rebels, one of the voices of the Rebels, and a former player will be up on Cofield and Company. Welcome back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company on the road, Colorado Springs, getting ready for a game in about five hours against Air Force at Clune Arena. Always a tough place to play, especially because of the environment. The setup for this one, we got Curtis Terry here on Cofield and Company. We're in Colorado Springs uh, inside of about five hours until tip. It's the last game around the country on national TV. We got Bootgate that emerged yesterday. Um, as it turned out, the Runner Rebels account, uh, the guys who are doing video and pictures, should we call them out? Did they get shouted out for this? Uh, but uh, Ricky and Matt had some video of DJ Thomas going onto the plane. He had a walking boot on his left foot. I get a tweet from someone, hey, I got this. You can't report this. And I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, he's been wearing a walking boot on and off in between games as a precautionary move pretty much for the last two-thirds of the season. And when the, the person was like, I got this, I'm like, one, it was on the UNLV account. Two, I was four feet from <laughs> DJ Thomas getting on the same plane. Right? Uh, can you explain that at times as a preventative measure, guys will wear these boots? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it was funny. I saw that too, and then people were like, "Oh my gosh, there's something wrong!" And sound the alarms. Our point guards hurt. Well, I mean, first of all, DJ's one of the toughest kids on the team, one of the toughest kids in the conference, especially at point guard position. How he's been getting defended and played all year. But to your point, I mean, post game after the game in Reno or against Nevada in Vegas the other day, when we're sitting there doing the, the post game show on the court, he walks by, and everybody that's there can see that he's in the walking boot. Um, he's worn it a number of times throughout the course of the season. Like you said, I think it's more preventative. He obviously has been banged up a couple of times. He, he twisted it pretty good when we were in Florida um, right before Thanksgiving. And so I think it's just one of those preventative measures. But that's, I think that's just how things go sometimes when you're trying to just make sure you can get through the season and prevent it or you do extra therapy. You get you, you get treatment. You, you ice after the game even though you might not be hurt. Um, it's all just in a matter of, of trying to make sure that you can – stay healthy and get through the season. So, I mean, had he came out with the cast on and it was something serious that we were all like, wow, we've never seen it before, it would have been interesting, but it it clearly didn't raise an eyebrow to everybody that's been around all season. Do you think it's affecting his play? Because as I was listening to the broadcast, I'm on there with you guys, uh, John did point out that he was a little bit shocked that DJ missed, I think, a reverse layup. Uh, He missed a couple of runners. Do you think it's actually affecting his lift and his game in terms of finishing in the lane? I don't think so one bit at all. I don't. I don't see it. Um, and I'm a pretty straight shooter. And I, I think DJ's done a great job of just managing being a freshman in the spotlight that he's in um, with all the, the accolade and the fanfare that he's gotten coming into the season and being the hometown kid. I think he's done a great job on the court. I think he's playing really well. Um, and I think he showed that on Saturday when there were stretches where he was the offense and he was leading them. I think he goes down and it's just it's surprising to see him miss some of those shots like that reverse lay-in. Um, 
it, because he usually makes those. So when he misses them, you're like, oh, he's, he, something must be off because he's just not making the shots he normally makes. But that's the way the game goes sometimes, especially when he was carrying them through the majority of, late of that second half offensively. Um, and I think it just gets magnified, and it's, it's unfortunate that it does. Against Air Force, they wound up losing 90-58. to 58. It was a low point of the season. As you were watching and then you thought back to it, what went wrong for UNLV that night? Uh, everything. I think it was just a perfect storm. Um, and I think that's that's kind of how it, things can happen against Air Force. And anybody that's played them or scouted them or been in the gym and actually knows knows anything about basketball and, and the Princeton-style offense, if that thing gets moving and they move that ball and you're a step late and you try to over overplay or, or, or make up for your, for your faults, they're going to burn you every time. And once they get going, it's hard to really stop them because you're playing from behind and then they reject ball screens. Uh, they dribble that, they backdoor, then they'll spin and post and, and they'll try to play to the post and try to hit the weak side drift. Like they'll do these things. It's just like they're cadets, right? They, their whole life is regimented. That's how they play on the court and they don't miss a beat and it's just so staccato. Da, 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 da. And if you, don't, if you don't stop it early, that's what's going to happen. And I think it was just more shocking because one of two things. I don't know the last time Air Force ever scored 90 points in the game. And B, I don't know the last time they beat somebody by 30. So I think it was just a perfect storm where that doesn't happen with a style that they play. And the Rebels just happen to run into a buzzsaw early in that game. And it's hard to stop that snowball when it gets going. Caleb Boone is a key for me in this game. No one on Air Force can cover him. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be active in the post. And he's got to stay out of foul trouble. The other thing on the defensive end, bruh, their bigs can shoot. Right. They're not regular bigs. And here's the thing. Their bigs can shoot from three. And the offense is designed for them to shoot from three. They're not blowing by you. No. You, you've got to be able to, to guard them. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you have to understand the scouting report. And, again, we talk about this, like the preparation for them, it's so different than anything you've done all season because their players aren't typical players. Like their bigs, they're, they're guards in bigs' bodies. They like to step out. They like to shoot threes. They can put it on the floor. Um, but, you, but you have to understand the scouting report, and you can't just be lazy, and you can't mentally check out even for a possession. If you do, you're going to get burned. And so I think that's why where everybody has to be focused. And I always say this, this is not a game of athleticism against Air Force. It's a game of using your mind. You have to be smart. You have to be checked in because the most athletic teams that go out there and try to beat them athletically, you usually lose because they go out there and they're thinking through things and they're outsmarting you and beating you to the spot. Give me the difference if there is a difference. Clearly there is the way they play it, but a, a 2-3 versus a, a matchup 2-3. And, and with regards to this, I think UNLV has been pretty good against a 2-3 and even a 1-3-1. If they can get someone to the middle of the floor, and Keelan Boone is perfect for that spot. If you get him at the free throw line, he has a bunch of different options at right. that point. How do you do that against the, the matchup zone? Is there a soft area? Well, you kind of saw the game at Fresno when Fresno kind of went some zone um, and they flashed Keelan to that high post. And then they went from there, went high low to him down to Rob uh, down low. Um, that's one way to do it. You got to get that zone to flatten out. But the difference between a two three zone and a, and a matchup two three is in a regular two three zone, you're playing an area and you're responsible for that area. But when it's a matchup two three, you have the guy that's in your area, and if that guy cuts through and there's nobody to pass him off to, you have to stay with him. So that's when you're matching up. And so that way, if you can get that defense to move and you have cutters and you send them through, that's where you get confusion because typically in a zone, if I'm the, the guy on, on the right wing down low, I've got that area f- up to like the free throw line, out to the wing and down to the corner. That's my area. But if a guy was in that zone and I'm playing a matchup and he cuts through and I have nobody to pass him off to, I have to clear out with him. So therefore, you have to understand kind of what you're seeing and what they're doing. Um, but it's not as easy, especially with Air Force, because they play it so well that it almost always looked like it's man-to-man. And then you see them sometimes pass off and see them sometimes stay. And so you've got to be very sharp. The best thing I think to do is against it is set ball screens and make them make decisions and really 
run your normal man-to-man offense. That's what we used to do when Long Kruger was in charge. We ran our man offense. And at times, we would have set plays that we would use against their zone to screen them in areas as opposed to screen the person. So, I mean, again, it's more of a mental game to understand it and dissect it because, again, they try to confuse you and they make you make you beat yourself, and that's what they're really, really good at. The most important topic in this discussion is my rankings on the road for Mountain West Conference cities. Laradice is last. It's just, it's just small, and it's always cold. It's been beautiful here, so that's one positive. Right. So I've done two Colorado Springs trips now with football and basketball inside of three months, and I've started to kind of crack the code. i got to tell you that. Um, this last time I, I, I stumbled upon downtown, and I don't know why it was so hard, but I, I finally got down there, and there were a lot of bars and restaurants open. I will say I haven't really been in a true college bar in a long time. And at 53 – what am I supposed to do, Curtis? You're a lot younger than me. Yeah. I think you can still go in there and you, you can survive and maybe even thrive. I, I, I went to the corner and it was like, I think it was like 70, 30 women. I mean, what this Colorado college must be someplace to go to school. But I come in, I'm like, woof. Yeah. I'm like, this is weird for Grandpa Steve. I'm usually Uncle Steve. I felt like Grandpa Steve there. <laughs> you probably looked like Creeper Steve there for a minute. <laughs> I, um, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no. I just tried to blend in and have a beer, but I, but I like, I didn't want to be like in the middle of it, so I went to the corner. And I think you made it worse by going to sit in the corner I, by yourself. I don't know probably. Why I did that. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I caught out of Springs. I mean, we don't. We've every time I've been here, um, especially as of late, there hasn't. It's always this is the first time I think we've been here and it's been good weather and there's been no snow on the ground. Right. So typically, you're you're, you're trying to barely get to somewhere to go to eat. It's a quick turnaround because yeah. the whole town, except for that area, the whole town closes at nine. Right. That's the other thing, and kind of where we're we're kind of secluded off where we're staying. It's it's not the easiest places to try to get to stuff. Um, but typically, every time you, you kind of Air Force for me, it's kind of it's been like a business trip, and I think you have to have that mentality because it's the Air Force Academy because. Everything they do is business. I mean, we go to the gym last night, and you're pulling up, and they've got guys in in their in their military garb. They're they're running from the gate like up to the campus with backpacks on, like fully loaded. And we're like, and I'm, I turn around, I'm like, none of our guys are tough enough to do this. <laughs> and that's not a knock. I don't no. think there's 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 probably one other school in the country that kids are, are tough enough to do it. Um, it's probably Army, right? You got to be mean, conditioned to do it. I mean, you have to be. Yeah, it's a it's a part of your DNA. Um, but I, I, it's Air, Air Force in, in Colorado Springs is one thing. Um, we'll probably see if we can change your mind though. Come next week when we go to to, to Wyoming. I, I love Laramie. It's, it's one of my top pop, top places. All right, to go. it's your job. <laughs> it's on. your job. Um, I will say, uh, moving up on the list because I do I move Colorado Springs ahead of Fresno? I'm 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 uh, like Ooh. a lone Fresno devotee on the airwaves in Vegas. It is a positive here that they have a Waffle House. They've got several. Yeah, that is a positive, and I you heard, and I both love it. I heard there's a Whataburger here too. Oh, is that right? And I know they're. I just. I know they just added one in Vegas on the strip somewhere as well. We're getting like ten more. I know. So I mean, we're starting to. to we're, we're creeping into getting some better food in Vegas. Bojangles um, coming. But we still got to get a Waffle House. I still think we should go in. It's we got to franchise this thing and, and oh, get one. It's heaven last night. I, I know. Got a Waffle. I actually misordered my uh, my hash browns, but then they had a Touch Tunes. Oh. One of the. Uh, you know. You know how I go on that, right? Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> so I looked around the, the crew and I was like, I'm going to play a lot of country. There you go. So it worked until a new crew came in. I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> playing, playing, I got some credits left still. Playing sorry. Willie Nelson. Yeah, I have some credits left. I gotta, let, me, let my songs finish out. Curtis, I'll see you in a little bit. As a tip uh, with the UNLV at Air Force at 8 o'clock and running Rebel Warm Up goes down at 7.30. Stick around, Cofield and company with a lot more today as uh, we'll get to our legal insider, Justin Watkins, in the 4 o'clock hour. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. Then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. 
There's just no, there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never accountability. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Gotta love J.J. Redick. Does not care. He is honest. Uh, funny enough, J.J. Redick, that was a rant from, what, yesterday or Monday, and uh, going anti-Doc Rivers, calling it like he sees it. And then uh, if you're watching ESPN today during the day on their NBA show, Austin Rivers is sitting there. So they'll have to pair up Austin and J.J. sometime soon. So today he had another rant, and he was on first take. And he started flipping out about content on these shows, Adam Hill. And the shows I'm talking about, First Take, The Skip Show, uh, maybe Nick Wright, uh, to a minor extent, Will Bond and Kornheiser, the Embrace Debate shows that have become immensely popular. And in the case of Stephen A., they kill it. I mean, he's making a lot of money. They bring in big ratings. And you get the sense that J.J. Reddick freaking hates it, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. It is okay. Of course. You don't like it. You rip on it all the time. Of course. It's lowest common denominator of television. So Reddick said, I can do my video. I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games of the Pelicans, uh, the way they've used uh, Zion, uh, Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler. 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call it a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Adam? Uh, no. Yes. So no. what he said is not wrong. Uh, Nick Wright then subtweeted for some reason. I don't know who, who on the show is a big Nick Wright fan. I admire his, uh, <laughs> his rise up the ladder rather quickly, but he subtweeted a comment about this and basically said, why would you crap on the platform that you par- are participating in? I saw someone else say, well, you know, Nick Wright is correct. And I'm like, I don't know, is he? Why can't you participate in the Embrace Debate space and also say that a lot of the topics are stupid? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a part of it, you can't really say that the topics are stupid. Like, you're a part of it. You're, that's how you're making your money. We can't say it all the time. Right. Right. You can, but you can mention every once in a while. Like, keep going. Keep going. I'm, I'm just saying but, that that's, yeah. that's what you've signed up for, right? I mean, you can – you can be a somebody who educates people and finds the niche audience of a small amount of people that want to see that and not make much money. Or right. you can feed into the machine and get paid. Like that's that's the choices to make. That's and that's right. not just sports, that's across all political and news and everything. Like that's the content world that we're in. But while you do it, you can also push for change and you can point out, say, some of the stuff here we're doing is very silly. But you said it earlier. The realization is that more people want the baseline stuff yeah. than want the really deep, divey stuff. Of course. And I know DeMond's one of those guys who he loves the deep, divey stuff. Like, who you think um, – now I'm blanking on his name. Who does a tremendous podcast after he got booted from HBO and, and, uh, and ESPN? Who, uh, Bomani you're talking about? Oh, yeah, Bo- Bomani. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't – I'm not a lover of Bomani's delivery. And but I, I can watch the show, but I also realize that it's it's much more highbrow than most of the audience wants. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll give one that I've been watching, and it's not even it's not even that highbrow or intellectual or or anything like that. But I think I've talked about it a couple of times lately. Um, the show that Pablo Torre is doing for Levitard right now is for the most part incredible. Like it's it's basically 
the, I think the concept of the show is you know that Pablo Torre finds out. Like he basically like deep dives on a subject, yeah. and he does a really good job and 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 really has a long conversation that's not hype or hyperbole. It's just hey, let's find out what's going on here. He did one recently, um, trying to find what happened to if there is a a copy left of Super Bowl one, the TV copy. And it turns out like there is one, but it was a really like long and winding story to find out what happened to it and how they found it. It was awesome. Nobody watches it. Right. <laughs> like, but, but like he could go on and, and just do the stuff he used to do on ESPN and do some engagement stuff and it'd be you know, it would blow up. Well, you know, let me tie this to something else because we've we've come in this week and it's the same thing we did with the Pro Bowl. We've come in this week with the NBA All-Star Game getting ripped in the echo chamber that is social media and also the the echo chamber that is radio and TV people who feel it completely necessary to I – mean, we just played a stupid promo from from the morning show where they're like, I didn't watch the NBA All-Star Game. Well, who cares? You didn't watch it. I don't watch a lot of stuff. I don't come in every day and announce what I didn't watch last night. <laughs> I do. Right? And it's it's – you know, we – it's like having guys on the air flip out because the uh, what's the what's the mass singer because people watch the mass singer and Dan Levitard talks about it so JT attacks him for that or you know Mad Dog going off on the All Star he did the you know back in my day Mad Mad Dog play and I, I get his bit okay and that's what he's now in there for because when JJ Reddick's in there now because of his Bob Cousy comments remember he said you know basically Cousy was playing against the butcher the baker and the candlestick maker <laughs> true story. Um, this morning, he decided to run video of the 1962 NBA All-Star Game, which is funny. But as I pointed out many times, Mad Dog was three when the game was on. I don't think he watched it. <laughs> he remembers it. But, 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 it's, but it's that material. So while those of us on the other side, and I'll, I'll address them on as the youngest guy, while we sit here and we're fighting like, hey, you know, the, the, the All-Star Game is relevant and people are watching, are we just participating in what should be just their own echo chamber? Let them all argue amongst each other, and they're not arguing. Let them all feel good about what they're throwing out there and just ignore them. Okay, you don't watch the NBA All-Star Game, but other people do, and the audience was just fine. It ain't massive anymore like it was 30 years ago, but there is no easy fix. The NBA wants it, and there is an audience of younger people who want it. Can I give a personal story? <laughs> 2013 or 2014, it was the Rising, the, um, rising Stars game, the rookie versus the sophomores. And Dion Waiters and Tim Hardaway Jr. had a had like a six possession back and forth battle. And me and my friends in high school, we were watching that going crazy. No defense, just two guys going one on one shooting deep threes. And it was wow. So I think for younger kids, if you just watch the All Star game, if Kyrie and Damian Lillard are just going one on one for a couple of possessions, draining bombs, it's it's fun. Yeah. You don't like it, others do. Yeah, people That's, watched it. We can we we can deal with that, right? I mean. Yeah, whatever. I bring up some old topic of something I watch, and you guys say to me, "Like, what are you talking about?" Okay. Yeah, and, and we, we agree to disagree, but this constant bang and the drama, the and, and it's just it's it's such a big lie. And now I'm playing into it, but it's such a big lie because while people are claiming professional basketball in this country is dying, there are vendors lining up. They're going to make a record amount of money to air these games. So what, why are we even discussing this? The vocal or, uh, I, I would call them sound, but the vocal minority, who cares? Well, and 
the thing is, like, we can talk about it and complain about it, and people complained about the Pro Bowl for years and years and years and years and years, and nothing was done until people stopped watching it. <laughs> then they changed it. So if people people are going to determine what happens to these games by if they watch it or not. It's the ultimate democracy. And if they keep marketing well to younger people, then the audience is going to be big enough that they're not going to make any changes. Yeah. Now I have a feeling this last game is going to force some changes, but we'll see if they <laughs> – you know, they want to put Maybe. their money where their mouth is. Maybe. No. Yeah. People watch it. could it. go on for a couple more years. Yeah, people watch it. Yeah, as long it, as so. people are watching. Uh, speaking of watching, the uh, the tournament's coming up uh, down at Circa Las Vegas. They're going to have three stories of glory, the uh, tournament viewing party that's inside Circa Sports. You can choose from a variety of seating options in the world's largest sports book, luxury booths in the uh, Circa Club to the recliners in the Legends Club. You're talking about three stories high. 78 million pixel HD screen in that sports book. Uh, everything you need to enjoy the tournament, uh, including seats with power outlets, free Wi-Fi, food and beverage packages are available. CircleLasVegas.com. It will fill up. You do have to reserve your spot. CircleLasVegas.com for three stories of glory tournament viewing party, April 6th and the 8th, and earlier in the tournament, March 24th. Check that, March 20th to the 24th, 28th to the 31st. Book your spot at CircaLasVegas.com. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so seriously? Like, <laughs> but like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. Like, I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Wait a second. Why is... Is it Equinemius Brown? Check that. St. Brown. Yeah. Equinemius St. Brown. Why is he... Well, it's his podcast, so I guess you can take shots. But as uh, DeMond will often say, why is he taking strays? Why is Justin Fields outing him on uh, work in the field? I think he's not saying him. I think he's saying everyone. No, he called him out specifically. Yeah, but he, he called him out. E- ESB actually nodded and kind of laughed. He's like, "Yeah, you're right." I think. I mean, I think he was just saying in general, also, yeah. just because. Like, I, and I think there's a lot of cases if you are entangled in that way, yes. then you yes. don't follow them because you don't want people to know. Exactly. Exactly. Adam doesn't follow everyone he could on his IG. You never know what game, what what he's working on, Demon. Got to be mysterious. He's trying to hide, trying to hide things. Got to be mysterious. Serious business. Um, okay, answer Justin Fields' question. Why does everyone take social media so carefully? He unfollowed the Bears and he unfollowed the NFL a couple of days ago, and people started making inferences. Yeah, as they should. By the way, the follow-up question: If you're going to be a proper journalist, Amon Ra and Equinemius. Uh, you unfollowed the Bears in the NFL, but you followed a bunch of Falcons. So if you're trying to get football out of your life and out of your timeline, what you doing, bro? Did uh, the St. Brown brothers follow up with that? Because I didn't no. know that. No, I they hope did. they knew it. They didn't. <laughs> of course they did. Are you sure? <laughs> All I saw was a clip, so they may have covered it. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I think if they if they would have done that, I think it would have been part of the clip. Hey, hold on a second. Joe Fortenbaugh is giving out his picks. Right, is there a Fortinbaugh parlay? Uh, on, like a Fortinbaugh special? Uh, well, they made sure to put up that he went 3-0 yesterday. Huh. Well, I don't know that he went 3-0. They what put up 3-1. Was there a boost? 
Uh, there might be a boost. Well, hey, you boost. know what? Give Sam Paniotovic some credit. He uh, he came on the air here and said, uh, you know, the unbeatable UConn Huskies were going down against Creighton, and they did. So Miami, yeah. Florida. All right, we'll, we'll track this. Plus six and a half. We do we do run Joe and uh, uh, Joe versus uh, Carlin. Okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt because we do have some betting interest in this as well, um, and I think there should be some Raider interest in in Justin Fields. Did you like Justin Fields' explanation? Because we didn't play it. He basically said he's just tired of seeing his name all over timelines and speculation. So he just wanted to get away from it. Yeah, you want you want to create less speculation by unfollowing the Bears. <laughs> That's what you're trying to do. Yeah, that answer would be better if he just deactivated all of his social yeah, media. If you just exactly. couldn't, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. I don't even want to have Instagram on my phone." Like, but, so I just deleted the, the app way, to avoid the temptation. No I'd believe better, that more. There's no better time on Instagram than when you're on vacation. Either you're just sitting on the beach looking through Instagram. That's that's living. Got to get that burner account. You're I'm saying right. I I am going away this weekend. I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. Ooh. Uh I am very excited about it, and I'll be on Instagram the whole time. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about people saying, is the Review Journal going to trade Adam Hill? Should I unfollow? (laughs) Unfollow the Review Journal for the weekend? Like, I don't think I'm going to do that. If I did, people would be like, oh, what's up? You're not at work, and you're not following? Oh. You know people would be be speculating. I think DeMond nailed it. No one cares. Exactly. (laughs) That's the difference. No one cares about what what we post or what we say. And they're not following closely enough to see if we unfollow oh, that, someone. That's that's wrong. <laughs> believe oh, me. Oh, really? Oh, believe me. Trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you guys, you guys scolded me so much in the past that I've that part of the IG or Twitter game is out of my repertoire. So. Yeah, and you're. you're I would do. I would do sneaky moves, but like I had, I w- I wanted to say something yesterday when someone was mentioning a meal that they had endorsed by someone, and I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna do it. Not worth it. What's the point? But you're also everyone's of a, a everyone's a baby. Your contemporaries are not like paying attention to social media every day. That's a good point. I'm very old. Like I think it. I think it basically started like me. Like college. Me in college was when social media started. So for you, like you don't have. Not everybody in your life is all over social media all the time. And actually, I think the young are out. So there's just a there's a group from like twenty to forty eight that are in. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like like twenty five to like forty five are all over social media, and people younger than I, that are I feel like, are out. Yeah, I feel like my group's all over Facebook, so I've been trying to get more active on Facebook. That's true. They 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 came to it real late, but they figured it out. They they have figured it out. So Justin Fields unfollows the Bears, unfollows the NFL. He then says. I, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, what the Bears are going to do. You can't blame him, right? I mean, he he's not going to get an answer anytime soon, or is he? I mean, I I wouldn't want to have to sit there and watch speculation about where my future home is and have people making comments about how I suck or I'm great. Right, but the Bears are not they're not posting who should we take in quarterback. They're not posting that stuff. They gave him a tribute video yeah, last week. So, so yeah, so don't like don't pretend like unfollowing the Bears means you're not going to see the speculation. As long as you're still on social media, you're going to see that. And every post you post, people are going to be asking, where are you going? What are you doing? What are the Bears doing? Who, like, that's going to happen. So as long as you still have it, you're not doing that. All you are doing is sending a message. The only thing you are doing is saying, I'm done with the Bears, or I want to be done with the Bears, or I'm sending a message that I want to be done with the Bears. That's it. There's none of this other, ah, I just don't want to see that anymore. No. 
you know what you're doing. You're cutting off the Bears. Do you believe that his action on IG has affected – this is a very small market with very low limits, so things can affect it pretty, pretty severely, pretty easily. Do you think some of his action with the Bears has now prompted people to get super speculative about finding a landing spot – like Atlanta, because like you mentioned, he also followed some Atlanta players. Yeah, he followed, he followed the stars of the Falcons when he unfollowed the Bears and the number on who he takes his first snap with in the 2024 season moved dramatically in favor of the Falcons. And that is now the favorite by far. Steelers plus 350, Patriots plus 700. And as you said, Falcons from... 275 to plus 150 to land with the Falcons. Yeah. Damon? I just want to add. You bet some, would, would you find another team to find some value with? I think the Falcons are pretty locked up, but he did say that he what? also. <laughs> They're locked up. He followed Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah. What, do you, what do you want? I think it's a What lock. is this? Followed Bijan, followed yeah. Kyle Pitts. It's but over. he did say he liked Heinz Field, if that's what it's still called. He said that's his favorite away stadium. Wow. I love that he's sticking with the old branding. Because I don't know the new branding. It's isn't it Acrisure? I have no idea. I believe it They're is. They're not paying me. Because I was there. I, I was <laughs> there. I went to a Pirates game in September, and I I think I looked over and it was Acrisure. I think I parked at Acrisure. It's always going to be high. I don't know what that is. A bank or something? Demond, you were going to make a point before I was asking about the landing spot. Say that again. <laughs> were you? Yeah. I don't know if he was going to make. He was. No, he was. He was. I started asking a question as he was mentioning. What he had to say on this? Oops. I'm a goldfish. It's out of my mind now. <laughs> We're all the same. Um, so Raiders fans are gonna are they protesting this a bit? Are Raiders fans actually asking you get Justin Fields or not, Adam? I think there's some. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they tend to be shooting a little bit higher. Uh, they, I think they want they want Caleb. That's the that's the big one. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels is right there with him, uh, but I, there is a, a you know a segment of the fan base that wants to have Justin Fields and thinks that there are some connections and writing on the wall that that could potentially happen. Um, and then there's now the you know following the Devonte comments, there's the you know, maybe Kirk Cousins isn't the worst idea. What did he say this time? No, it's the, the one from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, but I'm saying it, it's you know maybe he's maybe he's onto something. Maybe Kirk Cousins is if Devonte wants Kirk Cousins, maybe we go get Kirk Cousins. I think there's that segment too. I think there's th there's just a lot of excitement and a lot of optimism of let's just go get someone. Well, let's let's have a discussion here in this last minute of this hour. Caleb Williams, you think it will fetch the Bears four first round picks? Yeah, probably. And Justin Fields could be a two and a conditional five. I still think there's I still think there might end up being enough interest to get Justin Fields a one. Actually, I, I agree with you. So one one and a, and a conditional like fourth, but you have to pay him. He's making real money. Uh, he has one more year left, I think, or two. Okay. Okay. He has two years. So what's left. the better option? What's the better option for the Bears or for the for another team for the Raiders? For the Raiders. I mean, I think, oh boy, if it's a if it's a just a one, I think Fields might be the better option. I think so too. But I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with us. And someone better, if the, if the Raiders let Justin Fields go for relatively nothing, 
That's shame on them in this case. All right, 4 o'clock hours coming up. Our uh, voice of reason, former public servant, legal insider Justin Watkins on the way.